0: Hey everybody, it's Kevin Stevenson, and you're with I don't care with yeah me, Kevin Stevenson, here on Market Scale Radio. Look at this, this is new, right? I know you've gotten used to my little office with my Dallas National uh, Club uh, golf flag over my shoulder. Well, we are now in the I don't care studios live, high above downtown Dallas. So welcome to our first episode of I don't care from the studio set. And our first guest, we're really excited about having Dr. Moira Shika. Did I say that right, Moira? Am I pretty close? You said it
1: very close, but the accent, so like me, the last name is German, so that's my um. It? So it's Shika.
0: Shika, I it Shika. So- I'm so Dr. Moira <laughs> Shika. Okay. Well, you know, as as my audience knows, my Texas accent takes over a lot, and so, but but anyway. Enough, enough of my uh, linguistic uh, failings. Uh, Moira is the founder of Cubismi, and Moira is a board-certified radiologist who specializes in cancer imaging, and she's also invented 5D medical imaging technology. So, Moira, welcome to I Don't Care.
1: Thank you so much. We're so thrilled to be here, and we really appreciate this opportunity.
0: Hey, glad to have you here. You know. Uh, and I will tell you, you know, uh, in my role at my hospital, imaging reports up through me. And so my imaging director is so excited about this episode because, yeah, you know, she wants to hear from somebody that knows about imaging rather than me. And so, you know, we're really excited about that. So Moira, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Cubismi and about just the entire 5D technology.
1: So, yeah. So thank you very much. Um, So where I'll start is just, you know, is kind of, we can think about this, you know, from two angles. One, you know, for this digital transformation, which, you know, 90% of the data is imaging. So we all know that this is really important and we're, you know, struggling to figure out exactly how to do and how to approach this digital transformation. Mm
2: -hmm. So,
1: you know, so we can think about it from two angles. What can we do? in the here and now immediately to address what are major pains for the radiologist and for healthcare systems dealing with you know, huge problems right now around mm-hmm. um, imaging. You know, we can talk about diagnostic errors and what we can do to kind of address those immediately. Um, burnout, physician burnout, all that, Mm -hmm. but in the long-term, the big long-term view is that we all are kind of know that we have this vision for the future, you know, this precision medicine future. We know that we have an enormous opportunity because we have this powerful new cloud technology um, and AI and machine learning. So we know that we, you know, we kind of have this North Star of where we Mm -hmm. want to go, Um, but it's really hard to kind of figure out how to step through kind of Dealing with the problems in the here and now, but also getting us to that future mm-hmm. that we want to get to, mm-hmm. right? Which is the five D and really granular insights, and switching from subjective impressions that we do today to really quantified. I mean, that's a quantum leap for healthcare when we can yeah. start to quantify. You know, go from diagnostic errors, we are way too high right now, costing healthcare systems enormous, not costing the healthcare system enormous amount. Um, going from that you know, kind of poor status to something that's remarkable in the future. Mm-hmm. We really want to say for every patient, we're going to be able to personalize those insights to a granular level, detect cancer far earlier, detect, you know, be able to see whether someone's responding to a drug. That's a paradigm shift, right? So that's where we're going to get to. So how do, how do we approach it? So my value, um, as a, you know, as a startup founder, it's kind of both on both of those sides, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I I went to UVA, I'm from North Carolina, I had a physics background, I've been painting since I was eight years old, also very visual, so I was really drawn to radiology, right, Mm -hmm. Um, and then also had cancer in my family, um, so also was really drawn to cancer, Um, so on this kind of, like, where we are in the here here and now, the pains of today, um, that's what led me to, you know, to, you know, kind of understand the problem and mm-hmm. better than those people could because I have the practical clinical insight, but I also know as a cancer imaging and MR I'm expert kind of where we can go, right? So it's it's two sides that we have to okay. think about. And I think that's part of what's so hard about the digital transformation. A lot of people were investing in the AI automation classifiers on single images that haven't worked. So we've wasted a lot of investment. Mm-hmm. So where we come from you know, with KABISME is saying, okay, we're gonna, we've gone through this whole journey with top experts and analyzed the problem in the here and now. So the problem in the here and now that we're addressing is very high diagnostic errors. Um, you know, right. there were from the National Academies, it's up to 15%, you know, there was a presentation by Walmart, it might be up to 30%. You know, we know um, that it's way too high, right? We also know, so we've analyzed this whole thing and we can kind of boil down that problem, you know, from the imaging perspective into four categories. One is that they're F-rating interfaces. So I know this as a clinical radiologist, I'm looking back and forth every two seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number of images I'm having to review, I have to review each and every single image It's exploding, you know, so it's three to four seconds every image it's not enough time. These are not safe systems. These are mm-hmm. systems with legacy interfaces that are causing an increasing alarming. And there are new papers where, you know, misdiagnosis for cancer might be going up because of this. I mean, right. this a big problem. Um, so, you know, our here and now solution. so we're getting our MVP into the market very soon. Um, And that is really around solving that problem. And we can do it. We can get that low hanging fruit very quickly because these legacy systems are so poorly designed. If we design it with our insight as an audiologist, all of a sudden, you know, we're taking away all the, a lot of the F rating interfaces, the data harvesting. We can have automated data surfacing with modern technology on the cloud. Um, We're, you know, then later as the system develops, so it's a core technology that'll kind of be phased in with different things. But once you create that core technology, and the other thing that can happen very immediately is because we have these cloud technologies and we have a partner. So once something's built in the cloud, this is a paradigm shift, right? So not only do we have better interfaces for the radiologists, right, immediately, solving a big problem, but your, you know, your other referring clinicians instead of getting this legacy text report, are going to get beautiful visuals on an iPad that they can interact with. So, okay. So think about like a a big Google Docs with visuals. Okay. your
0: system, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's a, that's a great analogy uh, in that. So, so I, um, I've yeah yeah. So I've heard you say this is this is definitely going to be more efficient for physicians. You know. Helping them glean down their their images for patients. Obviously, it sounds like it's going to be just a game changer as far as safety and quality. Correct. Got
1: it. Yeah, okay. uh, you know, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. You know? So if we can, that, right now, they're getting these legacy text reports that are confusing. Mm-hmm the errors in it because the poor radiologist is using legacy text stuff where they're looking back and forth the whole time. Mm -hmm. And we have top visual cognitive scientists on board. And when you start to learn and understand their insight, these are like cognitive ergonomic disasters that Mm -hmm. we have for doctors working on. So it's bad for patients. It's bad for the doctors. We have high burnout. It makes the job miserable, Mm -hmm. right? So we can turn so much around really quickly by instead all of a sudden creating the right framework of a cloud technology that that uses the modern stuff we have it in every other realm except mm-hmm. just be you know advanced vision about a patient it goes to referring positions and it and you know at some point down the down the line in the near future apps for patients so this is a mm-hmm. remarkably better way for us to communicate with our patients
0: yeah absolutely okay so So I get it. But many of my many members of my audience may not. So what has changed? What what has changed for the physicians uh, in this whole model? You know, what is 5D?
1: Okay. so what's what's changed? I think how I would back up and say, you know, let's think about radiology historically. Mm -hmm. Where did did radiology come? A hundred years ago. You know, um, I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to mispronounce it with my <laughs> southern accent is German. And I'm hey, German. right, that's even much more bar- embarrassing. Um, but the you know, over a hundred years ago, we had the first x ray, right? So, all of mm-hmm. a sudden, huge breakthrough. You know, we could see inside the body, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, without you know, cutting somebody open, mm-hmm. right? That was a big shift, you know, and then since that time, you know, medical imaging's been amazing advancements. we have ct scans we have ultrasound we have mr you know an mri is you know is just you know a phenomenally powerful technology right we can have many 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 sequences it's like sticking someone into a scanner and it's like a fancy piano. you can tune it in many 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 different ways and look Mm -hmm. inside and get lots and lots of information at the same time that lots and lots of information became overwhelming for the physicians you know because you know, we have a certain amount of data we can manage. Brian sure. uh, Fisher, who's our cognitive science expert, they've applied this with Boeing and <sighs> with the 9 11 Commission. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him directly, but the visual analytics community, where there were similar problems where people were being overloaded by data. We missed Intel for 9 11 because of this, right? Uh-oh. So it's a yeah. similar problem, and we're able to I apply it. there. So, so the um, so the game changer, so I apologize, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but, you know, the game changer here is just like radiology uh, developed around new technology, new machines, mm-hmm. new powerful machines. Then we had professionals who were able to read those images, right? The big thing that just happened is the cloud. So people have mm-hmm. been focusing on the AI, the big thing that just happened is the cloud, you know, because the cloud is a transformative new incredibly powerful technology and the, we're in Microsoft for startups. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the more you know, I learn about the cloud and what we can do, I realize what an amazingly powerful technology this is. Mm-hmm. We can now use the cloud to ingest all that kind of overwhelming amount of data that's now kind of breaking the system and just putting it in the doctor's head for a subjective impression is not using the value of the data. So now we can ingest it, put it in the cloud do all the advanced analytics and have interfaces that we can that interface with that powerful cloud technology Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a quantum leap
0: forward for for medicine okay all right you said something more that i don't know if i should be concerned about or what but you said you know now we're utilizing cloud technology we would then be able to push images out to patients is that something that i mean that we really want to do is that because you know I hear my physician friends talk all the time that the the worst type of patient is the patient that comes in with a ream of data that they, that they download from Google. Yeah. Do how, how, what's the, what are the pros and cons of pushing this technology and pushing these images out to patients?
1: That's another really great question. And that's where, we think, I, I work with the IEEE and a lot of, I've learned a lot because we're at this mm-hmm. new intersection of medicine and technology. So I've learned a lot from my technology friends. Um, so I know about new technologies that are coming down the pipe that have been used in the baking industry, like self-sovereign identity. Mm-hmm. Right? So what this means is this is new, powerful cloud-based technology Um, And a lot of the big cloud companies are very heavily invested in this. Um, So I think it's very realistic we're going to see this in healthcare very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Which means that someone can have something very safely on the cloud, right? Because we have the the cloud has, you know, um, it's actually going to be much more safe, much more safe than the Mm -hmm. legacy servers holding DICOM Uh, that we're using today. But, you know, there are all sorts of crazy things that can happen in the sure, sure. legacy systems. So cloud, where you can have um, something, there's self-sovereign identity technology. There's something called carry, where you have verifiable credentials. These are, you know, very mm-hmm. powerful, where it can be used at multiple healthcare centers. There can be a lot of variety. Um, but the, the but the bottom line, and I'm not the technologist, um, but from what I understand is this would be incredibly safe technology mm-hmm. where you could trace any piece of data and verify it back to its source, which CT scan it came from. And for the patient, what this would mean is mm-hmm. instead of going from healthcare system to healthcare system, or my husband, the dermatologist who took takes care of lymphoma patients and mm-hmm. has to spend an hour getting faxes about, I mean, like we're spending so much time gathering right. data, taking your CD from one place to another. Instead, what this means is in the near future, your, your patients are going to have their iPhone and they're going to walk seamlessly from your healthcare system to another healthcare system, mm-hmm. to see different doctors, um, and their data is going to be immediately available through them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I thought you, what I thought you would say, would be the portability of the data. You know, I mean, I ran into an issue this week with one of our referral hospitals out in, you know, in the rural part of the state, because we we see a number of their patients through our emergency department, and yet they're sending physical films with the with the ambulance uh, folks, and so we don't know what we're getting until they actually arrive. And yeah. so, you know, we're trying to find that, you know, that level of portability and access to their data while the, at least the patient's en route. So, yeah. you know, the portability of the data would be huge for us. And uh, and and as you said, you know, people are going between you know multiple physicians, multiple systems that don't that don't interact, and so this would be ideal.
1: It's like radical portability. Yeah, and what you'll get, and this requires a lot of education because there's a a, a Phenomenal business model behind this that's mm-hmm. benefits healthcare systems, and a lot of people stop and they think, okay, we're getting the especially health, big healthcare systems have been trapping in data and all that stuff's going on because there's there's you know a, a financial reward unfortunately mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but you know one of my um, one of the people that I've learned a, a lot um, from is, is someone named Tim Ruff who, who developed Sovereign and he's a self-sovereign identity expert, and he's written a wonderful article. Um, to explain what is the core value of these of these new self-sovereign mm-hmm. technologies in healthcare, and so what you can think about um, what it's like is the shipping industry. Okay, it mm-hmm. used to be um, that ninety percent of the ship's time was at dock because you were spending so much of your time organizing the data. And someone has yeah. to come in, grab the stuff, put it in someplace else. That's what we're doing in healthcare. Mm-hmm. We're using our experts, we are using our administrators, we're using everybody <laughs> to move yeah. data around. I use my voice to go from one, one silo system to put data into another silo system. We are wasting so much money, just like the shipping industry, moving data around. Boy. So now imagine that you have a single container right and that's what happened in yeah. the shipping industry they put all the data and organized it in a certain way so that when you're at dock it's organized and you only spend 10% of your time and that was a radical change for the shipping industry mm-hmm. but imagine we do that with our data in healthcare
0: yeah that that's that's phenomenal so yeah. so more let's shift a little bit you know we we talked about how this will will help the physicians help the patients I'm, yeah, and most hospitals around the country right now are, are finding uh, a real deficit in, in getting uh, trained imaging professionals. How is this going to help me in my hospital and other hospitals? How's it going to help us to be that much more efficient? How's it going to help my staff, uh, you know, not be so stressed? You know, what, what, how will this, how will this help me?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, and I've, I'm a radiologist, so I've been in mm-hmm. a toxic environment because yeah. people are being pushed to do something beyond, you know, the the boundaries. Um, and, and it's a, you know, the technology, we had this imbalance in innovation where the mm-hmm. expensive machines spitting out more and more images, and the poor radiologists are in these legacy pack systems. Right. So, so what we think, what, you know, after years of work, um, you know, and we're building our MVP, but what we've been able to do is analyze exactly what's going so horribly wrong and taking, you know, expending way too much of the radiologist time on just data harvesting, moving stuff around, right? And we can eliminate that. With modern technology, we can eliminate that. But we can, you know, you know, I don't want to make any promises until we actually, you know, get our MVP and we're close. We're very, very Mm -hmm. close. But, but I'll tell you that our estimate is that we're going to make the radiologist on a certain segment of cases, which is huge annual volumes in the U S twice as fast. Okay. And that is really realistic when you under, when you really analyze it and understand how bad it is. It's a cognitive mm-hmm.
0: disaster, right? <laughs> I mean, what, just, what, yeah. what type of time frame is this uh, coming more? I know my radiologists would love to know.
1: Yeah. So we're, we estimate that we'll get an MVP, um, into the market in six months. And, we okay. have, um, you know, and that, and that we can really, um, get a major hit a major pain point and, and create a relief, you know, okay. so our first, so our first goal is, you know, is just making the doctors more efficient. And that was from my practical, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, side, you know, the re part of the reason we can never get all this money we're spending on advanced cancer imaging and everything else you can't get it in to the thing when into clinical medicine when the poor doctor doesn't have time to stop yeah. you know it's it's just not practical so our first thing is just to really recreate the experience for the radiologist um, take them away so they can really kind of have this much better experience. it's It's really like you're focusing really, it's a very annoying experience right now because you're really mm-hmm. trying to focus on something. If you miss something small, it can mean a really big deal for someone's life. Oh. and And then you have like a distraction machine around you, a phone yeah. calls you know that you know everything Andrew being pushed to do and you know read an image at at what is too what's too fast I mean we know it from Mm -hmm. visual cognitive science it's not enough time to focus on what you're doing so so you're setting the the radiologists up for failure um Mm -hmm. and then and then and then they're getting sued and then you have malpractice on top of it um which makes the doctor feel terrible exactly you know yeah yeah. And,
0: and I can and I can speak this out. A, a good friend of mine who basically went four weeks thinking they had uh, uh, stomach cancer uh, right. because the radiologist missed it, uh, and it wasn't cancer; it was something else. But can you imagine? And, and I'm sure you've you know unfortunately run into that too. Patient has had to deal with that for four weeks and the mental anguish that, that they've gone through because of that. And it wasn't that the doctor did anything, you know, it wasn't intentional, or they didn't, they didn't mean to do anything wrong. It was just the fact that they were overworked. So I totally understand that. Hey, of, of course, we're still in the midst of, of the pandemic, unfortunately. I'm honor bound by market scale to ask you a COVID question. So here it comes. Uh, <laughs> so, you know in this in this covid health tech boom you know what are what are the opportunities that that hospitals and other healthcare organizations have you know to improve the clinical practice in radiology outside of like using cloud based or whatever anything else
1: um just related to what we've learned from covid i, I mean yeah. the, the first thing that comes to my mind is telehealth i mean it, mm-hmm. it's like telehealth just completely took off yeah um, you know so you know that is know very facilitated by by um by cloud technology so Mm -hmm. you know i think that we are um you know not going back i mean i think we are transformed i'd like to hear your opinion on this um but um you know that that um we didn't you know people wouldn't have thought that it would work
0: (laughs) oh Oh, you're exactly right i mean you know and and here in the state of texas we were actually a laggard in telehealth for many years you know, I, I spent some time early in my career in Nebraska where, you know, we're a rural state. You know, uh, Nebraska had to utilize telehealth back then, uh, or people 100, 200 miles away from the nearest doctor wouldn't get care at all. And so I think you, you're exactly right. You know, uh, the pandemic has really accelerated telehealth, even here in the great state of Texas. Uh, and, and I think it's here to stay because so many people have found, you know, this is very convenient. Uh, it's, it's so much more uh, efficient. Uh, and, and in a lot of cases, it's cheaper so so why
1: not so yeah and cancer they're stories of cancer patients who have five hours and you know and i think the the um you know the other thing i'm thinking about as you're saying this is thinking about my technology friends um you know and and what they've said um in our conversations because a lot of that you know when you explain how fancy the technology is i think it also scares people because you you make the assumption that it's going to be complicated for the patients we, with the self-sovereign identity technology and everything, they're not going to understand or need to understand how complex it is. The healthcare systems are going to help make, you know, mm-hmm. really good decisions so that patients can trust that how things are being managed behind the scenes. But then, you know, in real time, you know, an elderly patient, you know, with a with an iPhone app, um, is going to have a really really powerful technology behind them. Um, but it's going to be a click of a button to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think what we, you know, what we took the the maybe the most important step there that we took with COVID related to telehealth um is proving that um you know is proving that you know it's it that it works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well you know what you, you've touched on some 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 great areas in healthcare that we all need to be looking at. Patient safety, you know, the prevention of physician and staff burnout and, and just the portability of, of of records. Uh, you know, all three areas are things that I focus a lot of my time on as an administrator. And so, you know, it's been really interesting uh, hearing about it from just the specifically uh, a radiology standpoint. So Dr. Moira Shaka, I think I got You're it right, right that time. Close. Yeah. Close. Oh, Moira, come on, give me give me a break. All right. Dr. Moira Shaka, who is the founder of Cubismi? Thanks so much for joining us on I Don't Care today. I really appreciate having you on.
1: Thank you very much. I really um, appreciate this opportunity. And I, you know, and I think, you know, what it gets to is, you know, that I've learned so much through this journey of creating Mm a startup. And so I'm, you know, I've learned a lot that my colleagues haven't learned yet, you know, Mm -hmm. but now we kind of need to come back and, you know, at this new intersection of technology and medicine, um, you know, these conversations to start to educate ourselves um, about technology and how it's intersecting with medicine are really important, you know, So kudos for, for doing what you do, and and thank you very much for having me.
0: Well, thanks. It's a pleasure. All right, audience. Hey, you know, we've wrapped up the first episode here in the stellar I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson Studios here high above downtown Dallas. Uh, you know how to find us. Every Friday we drop on Market Scale Radio. And then if you miss our live uh, episodes, just go to St- Spotify or iTunes and download us, and I'll end like I always end the show. If you haven't subscribed to Kevin Stevenson, I don't care. With Kevin Stevenson on Market Scout Radio, why haven't you? So with that, we'll be talking with you next week. Take care.